We have the painfully honest reasons why second marriages are more likely to fail. And at the risk of sounding insensitive or at the risk of sounding like we're making light or making fun, uh, Jared has agreed to kind of say whether he thinks that not necessarily these reasons played into his marriage, but if he could see or maybe experience some of those things himself in his marriages. And one of the painfully honest reasons is that you don't fight fair or you don't uh, stand up for yourself. You know, you choose your battles or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just choosing no battles. Yeah. You know, just like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then when I did stand up for myself, it didn't go well anyway. So I was like, it's fine. (laughs) 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 You know, I got, you know, divorce was threatened all the time. So it's like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. So I would constantly not want to say anything because if I, you know, there's a daddy daughter dance. I'm just being honest. This is what happened. Yeah. And she wanted me to take it out of my lunch fund. And I said, well, I think most women would be happy I'm taking my daughter to a daddy-daughter dance. We think that's a good thing. Out of your lunch fund. Remember we had that well, lunch like fund a... budget? Oh, well, yes, oh, yeah. yes, I oh, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so the $20 for it, it said it has to come out of that. And I said, well, no, it's, first of all, I work too. Yeah. Second of all, it's for my daddy-daughter dance. It's not lunch. And when I said no, she threatened divorce. So if you don't do that, I will leave you. Yeah. And that happens constantly. Mm. So you're constantly walking. The lunch. I'm sorry. I should laugh. <laughs> the lunch okay. budget. The lunch no, budget. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, which was unfair to us, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm the one that agreed to the lunch yeah. budget, and I'm bad at negotiating. So I'm like, yeah, hundred dollars enough for the month. You don't. You also don't read the fine print. Yeah, I but don't. It's, you know, yeah. it's like it probably I'm signing for timeshares yeah, and stuff. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't read the fine print. Yeah. So that's my fault. That part would be my fault that I agreed to certain things that I shouldn't have. Your lunch budget was a terrible timeshare. That was. That's yes, what it was. That's what it was. And let me just say this: we all suffered, and I. I probably we probably both Heather and I did this in our first when I when we got, were married, but I had learned in that situation and going forward. They say one of the worst things you can ever do in a marriage is threaten divorce. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and name call. I think those yeah, are those are two because once you threaten things. divorce, you can't take it back, and then it's out there and it causes the other person to walk on eggshells, not knowing what's going on. And especially unless you're really serious about it, but especially because I can imagine that if you're coming off of a divorce. That that's like the thing that probably hurts the it most. The number one thing I, would I, assume. Assume. Oh, gosh, I said, please right. don't ever threaten divorce. Whatever yeah, happens, it's like your let's, weakest. Let's talk about it. And yeah. so, any time things in it, there'd be an argument mm-hmm. or felt like maybe she wasn't getting what she needed or wanted, threaten divorce. I mean, I, I don't know how many times she threatened divorce mm-hmm. in seven years 50, mm-hmm. 100? Yeah, and it's a vulnerable mm. thing. Like, let's just say, Jason, that your um, most vulnerable is like, please don't let's talk about say, how small your wiener yeah, is. Well, I was going to say how short, right? Because it, upsets you you're like please just don't you yeah. have to be vulnerable to say to your partner please don't right. ever call me short that's like the worst thing you can yes. do and then they know it and then they use it against you well yeah. that's the best way to get at somebody that is the best way but i will say that you know one thing that you know i've learned that you know i'm sure a lot of marriage especially as long as mine um go through tons of ups and downs yeah. and regrets and Things you don't mean to say and said and hurt and mm-hmm. you, ne- you see the people at their worst and their best, but you see them at their worst, right? Yeah. Um, the one thing that I think helps, even if, because if you say, for instance, you know, I, I think, you know, we're all guilty or at least I'm guilty in the over 19 years of ever mentioning the word divorce. But what ends up happening is if it does come out, then there's a staple on it. You should never say that. That's going to always out be out there. If you talk about it after the fact, when things cool off and give each other a real talk about the reasons why it came out and said it and then realize it was the heat of the moment, that helps because you're talking about it. Yes. And if you just ignore it and say, don't say that to me and it hurt, then you're done. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So if you talk about it, 
Like, well, I said that because I was in heat of the moment. That's clearly not the way I meant it. And it helps. I'm not saying it fixes everything, yeah. but it but helps. But then you're also learning. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know how detrimental saying that was before. Like, yeah. getting a mat, you're like, well, if you don't do it, then, then why are you even with me? That's maybe not saying threatening divorce, but it's kind of alluding to it. Mm-hmm. But when you actually say divorce, though, it's it's it, the ultimate. It is. And so then. But, again, people are going to say that, Jared. I mean, they, they, they are going to say it. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. But, but I think pe- a lot of people say it not knowing how detrimental Correct. it is to say. And people say it because when you're trying to get somebody is to get them what gets them the most mad. Or get their attention and or get whatever. get the most yeah. reaction. And uh, the best thing you can do if it does come out, because everybody's going to make mistakes or have bad days, is talk about what mm-hmm. just happened after things cool off. Yeah. Maybe, maybe well, at least it helps for me. Yeah, nice no, cup I agree. of coffee and sit down and say about that. The, the coffee has caffeine. It might spark people but yeah. okay herbal tea <laughs> yes about Decaf. An, an herbal tea uh, some nice fentanyl a milk <laughs> <laughs> let's have this gummy and talk about it <laughs> three xanaxes each no. yeah another uh, this is by the way uh the brutally honest reasons why your second marriage is more likely to fail and jared's kind of weighing in here because he does have the experience with that but um apparently one of the brutally honest reasons you're on a rebound you are yeah. looking for someone to validate I yes. can be loved. I didn't realize it at the time, but yes, that's definitely. Mm-hmm. And, let, and let me be clear here. Like, I didn't get married just because I wanted, like, oh, let's marry the next person that's up. Like, I f- obviously was in love at the time. And I thought, and even my parents met, who are like good detectors of like, mm, met and were like, this is, you know, it seemed really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely was, I was feeling low and not, couldn't believe I was divorced and the mm-hmm. kids back mm-hmm. and forth and this low moment and then somebody came in my life that was like all about me and I was like oh I didn't realize at the time mm-hmm. but looking sure. back yeah, but yeah it's definitely a rebound that's yeah. the trigger that initiates the second marriage in the first place because mm-hmm. it's a double yes. whammy yep because what ends up happening is usually when you're you just get out of divorce it's at the worst possible time you are it's like it's not like you haven't met anybody and then all of a sudden wow you met somebody you have fallen in love with now it's coming out of the worst relationship to all of a sudden the highest, mm-hmm. yes. the lowest to the highest institutes probably second marriages. Yep. Yes, the, definitely. The rebound. Another brutally honest reason that your second marriage is more likely to fail. You have a fear of being alone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling sad that you're alone or uh, be, fear of being alone or real feelings that need to be addressed with friends in a divorce support group or with a therapist. Feeling lonely is not a good reason to get married because you think, well, at least I have somebody. Now, I will say I do have, and I'm trying to work through like a, a fear of being alone for sure. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like, she'll do. I did not feel that way. I just want to be very clear. Like, eh, just any warm body will do. Mm-hmm. Some people do that. The first person shows attention to them. But yes, but there's also like, I didn't do the work as far as therapy. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the take time to heal. All, mm-hmm. all that stuff definitely played a part in it. I don't think that there really are too many human beings who would say she'll do. Or I think, well, I think people settle. We have had people yes. that have told us like, well, have said talked major trash yes. about somebody they're dating, and then it was like, but you know, she's a she's a good girl, so I guess so. Yeah. You're like, whoa, that doesn't sound like somebody you're in love with. But I think it's there's a it's like the inner dialogue, you mm-hmm. know, that you don't share because these are the brutally honest yeah. reasons. These are not things that you're going to share with everybody. It's like, well, I'm settling because, but the real reason is they'll do. I don't want to be alone. Right. I don't want to. I don't want, I need to have somebody. I don't, you know. And I did just so people may not know. I date, I probably went on like 15, went out with like 15 different people before I met Kelly. So it wasn't just the first person I met. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Like like one date or two dates. TK. They like didn't even hold hands. I can't say that. And it was like, oh no, no. So 
so that I think that's also played into it. Like I wasn't just like it was it was the first person I'm like what am I doing? But mm-hmm. I was like no no and I'm thinking then I started swearing off love. I'm like I don't even want to do. And then it changed. He was telling mm-hmm. telling well we didn't know you then squid but he was tell anybody no nah, we don't like love we don't like and we we're like <laughs> oh, we do we do like love we we love love. Um, and then finally another brutally honest reason why your second marriage is more likely to fail you tend to blame you blame others for all of the problems especially in your marriage, and take no responsibility, you will probably wind up blaming the new spouse for the same issues that went on in your first marriage. Yeah, the, the both marriages were totally different. Mm-hmm. And, to, and then I really tried as an imperfect person to what do can we do to make this work? Now, after the fact, yeah, blame after the fact. It does. Jared was like, this is not my fault. After you divorce, then you blame. But like in the actual marriage, like I was like, what can we do to make this work? I want, let's make this work, not just to make it work, but let's, I think sometimes we we have this like binary thought options. Like it has to be either perfect or just not at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we can be happy and then sad and upset and all that. That's part of life. We, we don't have to choose like be together or not or not be together. And Kelly did tell me, before the divorce, she said, and she apologized. She said, I went into this thinking it was a temp, it could be just temporary, mm. the marriage. And I thought, that'd been nice to know. Mm. But, and mm. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't go into marriage thinking, well, if it doesn't work, I'll just get out. And she apologized. And then we started working on it. And then it, it, we know where what happened. Did, but where do you think that comes from? Like the idea I that it know. could be temporary is because that you had been divorced before. So she thought maybe you no. thought it was an option. Oh, no, 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 no. She said on her end. Okay. She said, she said on her end, she said she doesn't know why she did that. Got it. She don't know if it's like a safety mechanism or just, mm-hmm. you know, you know, she's had family members divorce. So, I mean, maybe that's why she thought, well, it's not that, mm-hmm. but she said that was a mistake and she should not have thought of that because then you're always in the back of your mind. Well, I can just get out if I don't like it. Got it. Instead of saying, no, yeah. we're in it together. We're mm-hmm. going to make it work. Unless there's like horrible, terrible, terrible things, chronic things going on. But yeah. Yeah. 